But right now it is Steve-O time. And this time yesterday, as I welcome Mark Stevens, RSN's own uh, football, chief football reporter and newsbreaker, you predicted this. We had a bit of a scoop this morning on, on Breakfast with Half. Uh, Tony Cochran, mm. maybe the most outspoken person in footy. Maybe David Kosh is up there, but Cochran, yeah. he really rubbed the AFL up along, you know, the wrong way a lot of the time. So he's been... Uh, Chairman of the Suns for almost eight years. Uh, my mail is that the Suns about to set on Tony, and uh, Tony's so, been pushed. Um, I, he will step aside, but maybe with a bit of a tap. Steve, so what's transpired since then? Well, he has stepped aside officially, Michael. So, yeah, within uh, basically twenty-four hours of our report yesterday. So he told the players this morning, and he's just sent out a letter to members. So. In typical Tony Cochran style, he doesn't mind the limelight. He's not going quite yet. He's going to wait till round one, a home game. Oh, so and he'll fare well. He might, he <laughs> might do a lap of honour. So that's versus Sydney. So then ride off into the sunset. So uh, yeah, in his statement uh, to members, he said, being absolutely honest, uh, one part of me does not want to leave, which is not a surprise. I think yeah. deep down he'd probably prefer to stay. He says he still has a lot of love and passion for the Suns. He goes on to say, I've enjoyed communicating and bringing the Gold Coast Suns a voice, making a stand for our young club when many others had an agenda to see us off. Some no doubt would argue my voice was too strong. And he goes on to say, OK, and your problem is... So that- <laughs> So he's defended himself there. He's even doing his own press conference yeah. uh, shortly. So a big figure up on the Gold Coast, a big figure in the Sun's existence. And uh, as I said, he's uh, the Sun has set um, on Tony Cochran. When you, we were talking yesterday about outspoken um, chairmen, uh, leaders of clubs, and uh, those who garner the headlines. There's a few that just fly under the radar, and there's a few that are getting a lot of media attention. David Barham hasn't been in the job long with Essendon, but gee whiz, there's been a few twists and turns. And this back page story of uh, James Hurd and his um, divorce, so to speak, mm. the Essendon legend of the club and what has gone on allegedly behind closed doors is, is just another remarkable twist of, of what's going on with this iconic club. Well, it's an interesting story, Mark Robinson from the Herald Sun, well-connected here, close with James Hurd, of course. Um, so basically what Hurd is claiming that David Barham gave an undertaking to support uh, James's possible return to the footy club as coach. So they had a secret meeting. These are the allegations uh, in the lead-up to the Ben Rutten sacking, and, and Dave Barham said, I'll back you in if you want to apply. And there was an inference that both he and Kevin Sheedy would both support his move back into the coaching chair at Essendon. And as it transpired, of course, Kevin Sheedy voted for James Hurd, but uh, the other man involved, Dave Barham, went towards Brad Scott. And there's a feeling here in this article that James Hurd thought it would be a two-man sort of show and they'd both tick off. And if James went through the process, he'd, he'd get the job. So knowing that, James went through the process in, and in the end uh, missed out. So uh, and, and the strong mail in, in this article is that James now lost forever to the club. He's had enough. He's uh, blown the siren on the bombers. Well, the twist of this, which makes it even more interesting, is the fact that prior to David Barham going to see James Hurd, as the article is written, and basically say, look, I'll anoint you as the coach. James Hurd was planning to actually try and come back as 
the chairman as yeah, a president, crazy. which is the job that David Barham was yeah. obviously looking at. So Paul Brasher was uh, chairman at that stage and heard he was considering that, then set his sights on the coaching job, has missed both. So, look, it's a real shame, isn't it? Mm-hmm. He turned 50 over the weekend and no mention, as I said, officially from Essendon on social media. They normally do nice little photos and say, happy birthday, legend. Nothing from Essendon. So, uh, How do you think the fans feel I, about that? I still think they love James Hurd deep mm. down. Most of the Essendon fans I talk to would like James Hurd back. He made a mistake clearly, but uh, just such a legend of the footy club. And now this is a dark cloud hanging over Brad Scott um, going into round one. Yeah. I think he can handle it, Scott. He's, he's been through a few trials and tribulations, but it's not ideal. Uh, there you go. Exactly right. Uh, what else is going on in the world of footy? Well, we spoke about uh, round one. This is a this is a little scoop, an 80s explosion, Mick. I know that you like your music. Well, Hawthorne are going big round one. They play Essendon at the G Sunday afternoon. I think there'll be 75,000 there. The hook to this game is it's an 83 reunion. Ah. Uh, of course, the 83 grand final, Hawthorne-Essendon. So the Hawthorne Premiership reunion is on 40 years on. There's going to be some 80s music before and at half time. So 83, what would be the... Well, think Kids in the Kitchen. Right. So Scott Kahn, lead singer. Uncanny X-Men, Brian Mannix and Dale Ryder from um, Boom this Crash Opera. This is your Opera. wheelhouse. Oh, it is. This so is this is era. just a bit of a revelation. I think talks well underway. So we'll see pre-game and half time. I love this idea. You maybe even wear a mullet day. As well, so uh, you'll be there in your skinny jeans. Yeah, yeah, and I can—I I won't need to put a wig on. I think half's uh, <laughs> down at the wig shop now, looking for something desperately to make himself fit in. But it's a—you know—it's a good little musical yarn as as the Chili Peppers are in town. Well, interestingly, because you talk about the eighties now, this has been doing the rounds of social media today. Where on, were you at the Peppers last time? I'm surprised you didn't go. No, uh, it's the early starts got me. I know our producer Craig Moore went, and, and he didn't get home till one thirty. Well, he might have been at this impromptu sing-along. Should the footy try and, as they are for round one, do more of this? And should racing maybe try and bring some of this over at the UK? I've been over to Royal Ascot. They have the bandstand where everyone has a sing-along at the end of the day. Have a listen to the central part of Melbourne last night, Southern Cross Station, after the Chili Peppers concert and the three or 400 people who gathered for this. So there you go, under the bridge. Yeah. Uh, Darth uh, Vader was playing too. Darth Vader on a guitar. We all know Darth Vader from the footy. Now, did they? I don't think Darth Vader's really playing that guitar, by the way. But <laughs> did they? Did it, that? Uh, there's been a lot of talk. I think you yeah. were saying yesterday that Chili Peppers haven't been singing under the bridge. Yeah, I think the stat is they've done it ten times on their tour last year. Did they do year. it last night? They did. There you go. So second last song encore, they played it. So hopefully, um, my two kids are going tomorrow night. I got them some tickets. So hopefully, they play it tomorrow night. Uh, they're on the floor. Like you want to be on the floor at concerts. I should have, a big one. I should have got tickets because I I was going to see Chili Peppers, ninety four when they were out here, year twelve. Unfortunately, might have got into a little bit of trouble at school. Ended up getting suspended for an incident, <laughs> and the tickets were taken away by right. the parents. So I never got to see. Oh, that's cruel. Chili Peppers. That's so, a cruel big revelation. Were you smoking behind the shoulder no, shed? No, no. We went on a horse riding camp and we might have uh, found our way into a bottle shop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, not, it's not the first time that happened. That happened at a, 
I was at Shep High. It happened at a year nine camp I was at. You started early. <laughs> I didn't. Go. No, I wasn't part of it. <laughs> but uh, that's uh, it can happen, Michael. Yes. You know, you got overexcited, obviously. Exactly. We all fight back. We all make mistakes. Hey, Steve-O, well done. Pleasure. Speak again soon.